Hello and welcome, fellow Fast and Furious fanatics, to a brand new episode of the Forever Fast podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Ron Jammin, your host. I'll have links for you to my fanatic website, where I have all my original screenplays and more. So be sure and check that out. And links to the podcast, uh, other places it's available. So check those out as well. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you are listening on Anchor, you can actually leave a voice message. So if you have a question, inquiry, just any comments or anything, or if you'd like to be on the show, hit me up, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. But uh, subscribe, like, follow, share, all that fun stuff. I do appreciate it. This episode is about Fast X. We're going to be diving deep into the trailer and the Super Bowl spots. I'm excited to talk about those. And we're also going to talk about Eleven, how I think that's going to go down. But uh, the first official trailer blew me away. So let's get right into it. Okay, let's start with the official trailer in the Super Bowl spot. Um, I was really concerned because on February 10th, when the official trailer was supposed to drop, I remember early in the morning I was checking because I was awake, I was alert, I was ready for it. And they dropped this... uh, what they call the teaser trailer but it just had our main characters getting out of their vehicles and that was it i was like first of all that's not a teaser trailer there's no footage from the movie second of all this isn't the trailer is it this is all we're getting we've got a few months to go until the movie comes out and you're going to give us his character promo thankfully a little later that day the official trailer dropped and I was like, whew. Because I googled Fast X trailer, and then it said the release time. And I was like, okay, good. But it's just kind of an odd move. You know, because we know what characters are coming back. That's already been revealed. But, yeah, I've watched the trailer numerous times, the official trailer. Uh, last I checked, it's at 32 million views. That's on the main channel. And it blew me away. It's incredible. Worth the wait. And based on those numbers, I mean, it hasn't even been out for a week. And already 32 million views and growing each day. So I think Fast X will reach a billion. Who knows how fast. Pun intended. But you remember like Solo, A Star Wars Story, and The Hangover Part 3? Examples of bad marketing. Poor marketing. Because they didn't put out trailers, you know, until really close to the release dates of those movies. And typically, like a year out, you want to have something. A teaser trailer, a bunch of stills. And the ones we got from Lynn, because he was only like four days into production before he quit as director. So we got a few stills of like Cypher and Dante. And I can't even remember the other ones. But, financially, we're talking about a franchise that's been around for 22 years in June. And I have no doubts it'll at least make its budget back. Uh, The budget, you know, over $340 I believe. Plus marketing, which obviously they haven't put much into, but I'm sure we'll get more trailers. Um, At least one more, I think. However, I'm psyched. We're going to talk all about the trailer, all my theories and speculations. 
And uh, yeah, I can't wait. But hopefully the delayed marketing won't affect the movie, you know, at the box office. But I guess we'll see. For all you movie buffs out there, uh, The Transporter 2 was directed by Lewis, the director of Fast X. And he was the artistic director on the first Transporter movie, both, of course, starring Jason Statham. So I'm wondering if Deckard Shaw is going to have a larger role in this movie and or in Eleven. Not that I mind. more of them we get, the better. But I'm wondering, what was Justin Lin's original idea? What was his story outline for Deckard v. Hahn that he teased at the end of... Uh, the Fast Saga, that credit scene. Is that going to translate into this new movie? You know, it's a few years later. Han's hair is much longer. What happened with that scene? Are they going to address it? Is it going to fit into the movie? I'm really curious about that. Because once I learned that Lewis rewrote the entire script. And then, of course, we see the trailer. And I was like, hmm, is this going to match up? And some things that stood out to me from the trailer. Um, I'm not saying it borrowed from these movies. But some of the action sequences. uh, Like Jacob when he's in the desert. You know there's all the hills. And it reminded me of uh, Fast and Furious the fourth movie. The tunnels specifically. Remember with Brian and Dom. And I was like oh that's cool. Maybe it's the same spot I don't know. And of course Fast Five with the. It looks like the same bridge they're going to have that last battle on in uh, Rio. And even some stuff from 7 and 9. And uh, again, not that they're borrowing too much, but how bigger and better can you get with the action? I mean, last movie, Roman and Tej went to space. Now... That sequence didn't blow me away because they didn't really do anything new. It was a very short sequence. But it looks like there's a variety of action in this one. I'm really excited about it. Hopefully we'll see some fights. But let me know what you think. So let's talk about Cypher. We still don't know really anything about her. And I find that interesting. Um, you know, one of the things I admire about this franchise... All the films, essentially like the later ones, are really connected because we learned that Cypher, Dom took out two of her teams. Cypher lost a third time and then a fourth, if you count nine. But what about redemption or we learn about her? What drove her to this takeover mode? But one of the things that I'm worried about is that It seems like, just based on the first trailer, Cypher's role is reduced again in 10. In 8, she took center stage. 9 was kind of behind the scenes. I still liked what Lynn did with her. I liked the look. He didn't change her, make her like a comic or anything. But she still seemed very threatening. And then in 10, you know, when I first saw that fight with her and Letty... I don't know if I called it out on another podcast before. Maybe I wrote it down somewhere, but I was like, I think Letty's going to kill Cypher. And uh, when I saw the trailer, 
at the end, I was like, I wonder if Letty's having a dream about doing that. Her beating the snot out of Cypher. But you see, it looks like Cypher gets in some good hits too. So, <laughs> if you're dreaming, I mean, that could be part of it. And it's like, you want it to be real in that. But then I thought, well, they're on those two tables. That's before they fight, or they fight after. Edeon. What do you think about that? Genetically enhanced cyborgs. Um, maybe Dante wants to enhance Letty, turn her against Dom. Something like that. But I love it because I have no idea what they're going for. Cypher just uh, looks over and, good morning, sunshine. <laughs> and then Letty, you gotta be kidding me. I love it because Fast 9, in the trailers, they ruined everything. All this, they spoiled everything. We knew Han was back. We knew that Jacob is Dom and Mia's brother. And I was like, save something. Even uh, Project Ares, something about that. But with this, I'm really excited to see what they do with Cypher and if she'll follow through into Eleven. But something like that, I just, I love it because it's like, they're both on those tables. What are they doing? Are they swapping something? Were they captured? Is it Cypher's idea? I just love it. Well, I figured that 10 would take place right after 9. But it looks like, I mean, Little B's a few years older. And you saw Han's hair is longer. So it's at least a few years. Which is interesting. Because back to the Han Deckard thing. It's like, well, what happened? Obviously Han didn't kill him. Or they didn't beat the snot out of each other. But a few years later. Or they have to go back and fix that scene, make Han's hair longer, and that way it's in present day. And I think they they talk, maybe Han's about to kill him or wants to know where Owen is, and then they're interrupted by authorities, just like the rest of the crew, as we saw in the trailer. That's all I can think of right now. But... Yeah, the few years, and of course Dante waiting so long for his revenge. I know they just came up with a story, but he's had a lot of time to plan. So, the few years gap seems like Cypher. I don't know if she has a whole crew. Because it's been a few years, and it's just Nine doesn't feel connected to anything really. But I'm sure this movie in Eleven will deliver. Well, as soon as we saw Jacob in the trailer, I figured he's a goner. Because from what we saw, he's not working with the team. Because I think everybody's separated, which I'll talk more about later. I think he's ambushed and killed. That bloody necklace the Dom's holding in the trailer. It looks like on the, the Rio Bridge sequence. I think we're supposed to be led to believe that little Brian will be killed, which would be horrific. But I think that's a misdirect. I think maybe they won't reveal it right away. I think Dante is going to throw Dom the necklace. And you remember in 9, Letty gave 
Dom's necklace to little Brian. So we figure in this movie he's wearing it when he's captured. But Jacob also has a necklace. So I think on the bridge sequence, Dante, he's going to throw the necklace to Dom. But he won't reveal it. Like, he wants him to suffer. But I think Jacob dying would be really sad because him and Dom didn't really patch things up. But they came to an understanding. And, you know, a second chance. And however Jacob gets involved with... uh, I read that he's at the house with Mia. I don't know if it's at Brian and Mia's house. Or Mia came over to babysit little B. But he's there, and you saw him, you know, shooting and punching and all that. But I'm curious what you think. One idea I had for the ending, I thought back to uh, Man on Fire. One possible ending is that Dom will swap places with little Brian. Like, give himself up to Dante. And then in 11... I'll talk more about this later. They'll come and rescue Dom. So I figure... I mean, everyone's going to lose in this movie. Our heroes are a fast family. Or another idea is that Dom is left for dead on the Rio Bridge. And the team, you know, the fast family, they don't know where he is. They don't know what's going on. So, a good cliffhanger ending either way for 11. But yeah, the trailer I really enjoyed. There were some shots that weren't quite complete. You could tell they need like a filter or something. or um, Maybe it was like the lens they used. It just seemed like there was one shot from the side. It's when Dom's chasing Dante. And you see the helicopter. And that shot just didn't look complete. But... Pretty much everything else looks great. Uh, The Rio connection, I didn't even think of that. Uh, Very clever. And it seems to work fine. I mean, it's one of those things to go back. Oh, yeah. Because you look at six, seven, eight, nine. And then it's like, Hernan Reyes, what about that? Like, nobody would come after him for that. And the race to save... uh, the family. I like that. I just... Momoa... He already delivers in the trailer. I'm so excited for it. I think it's going to be a brutal movie. We see him licking blood off of a knife. After taking out some guys. And... It's just... All the build up. All the tension. Because th- when you watch Fast Five. Even now before seeing Fast X. Like you can feel his wrath. His vengeance. And I'll never watch that movie the same. And I love that uh, Lewis, I had no idea he was a fan of the franchise. He said that Fast Five is his favorite one. And, you know, I love that he loved the vault heist sequence because that's one of my favorites. You know, in Fast Five, it's like you have the big fight, the ambush, and then the heist at the end of the movie. And I love that. The Action 3. The 3-pack. Triple pack. So I'm already involved, and I've watched Fast Five numerous times over the years. 
all the movies in fact so I'm still pumped for this I thought for sure the movie is going to be delayed because of the fallout with Lynn and then hiring on Lewis but and I'm really glad that things worked out for the best I'm glad that Lynn stayed on I believe as a producer and Lewis rewriting the movie I'm sure we'll learn more about that hopefully we'll get to see the original draft the original story for 10 because I'm curious about that but yeah here in the states May 19th uh, three days before my birthday definitely seeing this in theaters I can't wait I mean I have to but it's nice though because sometimes you get a trailer and it's like a year away but uh yeah no delay not even a day so I'm thrilled and yeah I'm glad everything worked out Lewis it's like he got to do what he wanted and from the looks of the trailer it's like hey I can't complain Well, I was a little disappointed, as I'm sure you were. No sign of DK Sean in 10. However, I think this is going to play out like Infinity War and Endgame. Obviously not the same story, no Infinity Stones. But, now Lucas Black has or had a three-picture deal. He may have signed on for more, who knows, uh, to appear as, you know, Sean Boswell three more times after Tokyo Drift so we saw him in seven which is a cameo which I hate to count but it was great to see him uh nine he had an extended role in that and then I believe in 11 we're gonna see him perhaps Twinkie and Earl uh Mr. Nobody hopefully if not in 10 then uh Leo and Santos in 11 as well so if we go with the theory, I think Dom is left for dead. Either way, no matter what happens at the end, I mean, I think the Fast family is going to be locked up in prison. We see that, you know, as part of the plan, they get ambushed. And they can't help Dom. So I think Han and Deckard are going to escape together. And they're going to lead the rescue. They're going to lead the charge. They're going to assemble. They're going to get Owen. Like I said, the others round them up. Sean, Leo, Santos, and lead a rescue operation. They're going to get Dom and then get the family out of prison or wherever they are, maybe at Edeon. So 11 will be like, let's get everybody back that we can. Well, I read that Brie Larson is playing a character named Tess, who apparently works or worked for Mr. Nobody. We don't know his fate. And that could be interesting. On a recent episode, I said that I think she's uh, Cypher's daughter. Maybe presumed dead. Maybe that's what sent Cypher, you know, into rage mode. Because, again, we don't know much about Cypher, her backstory at all. And speaking of Mr. Nobody, uh, Scott Eastwood is apparently returning as Little Nobody. But it's like, well, where's he been since Fate? the fate of eight and does he know where Mr. Nobody is or does he have to keep hush about it and I like the mystique of all this the whole nobody thing but at the same time I just hope that Lewis addresses it 
in the new movie, or it's dealt with in Eleven. Unless they're saving Mr. Nobody for a spin-off. That could be interesting. Because you remember my episode titled, Everybody Works for Nobody. Because he could be behind everything. Or he just lost his mind. He's like, you know what? I just work with everybody. I don't know which side I'm on. What does he really want? Or what's going on? But, uh, yeah, the character of Tess, hopefully she plays an important role. Kind of like Dante. Like his drive, his motivation, we understand. But with Tess, it's like, again, we already have so many players in this. But... Hopefully she'll have a big role and it'll pay off. Well, little Brian being kidnapped again, uh, it is a bit redundant, but I think, I think, like I said earlier, it's a misdirect. And that Jacob is going to be killed. That's the bloody necklace. And, uh, because Dante, I mean, we don't know him. Maybe he would, uh, kill little Brian or have him killed who knows because Cypher you know they executed Elena which is very brutal in the fate of the furious that's hard to watch but with a child it's like yeah I just I don't think they're gonna kill off little Brian maybe he dies accidentally because Dante he just wants to hurt Dom So he's like, I'll take his kid, kill his brother. But that's what I'm thinking. But let me know what you think. Were you like, oh, they're going to kidnap a little bee again? Or does it work for you? And it looks like the movie is going to end on that same bridge from Fast Five. Heck, maybe around the same spot where uh, Dante's father was murdered. And... I'm hoping we see Dante versus Dom, a fist fight, either in 10 or 11. I mean, the action already looks insane in the trailer. But these two, I mean, that'd be an epic fight. Because they're both big guys, well-built. And uh, Dante just seems he's going to have the upper hand because he's had all this time to prepare. Looks like he divides everyone up and he lures Dom into a race kidnaps little B but no team even Dom in the trailer when they I think they had Jacob ask him you know what's the plan Dom he says I don't know the first time like in fate he had a little window to outsmart Cypher he was able to contact uh, Queenie uh, that guy he raced at the beginning of the movie and he was able to plan everything out But this time, it seems he never saw this coming. And I like that, because it's like, our team's got to lose at some point. Like Rome said in 9, you know, like, see, not a scratch. I think there's going to be more than scratches, my friend. But hoping for some good uh, one-on-one fights. Just kind of lacking in 8 and 9. Dom versus Jacob. It was a good fight, but very short. And there's just so much going on in that movie. It was kind of like, oh, I didn't feel anything. Like, these are brothers fighting. But anyways, yeah, on that bridge, maybe when it's down to them, and they just box it out.
Another thing I'm curious about is how do Dante and Cypher meet? What's their relationship? Because it seems like Dante wouldn't seek out Cypher because she's kind of a ghost. Whereas Cypher could recruit him. Um, Think of like Fate of the Furious. However, she learned about Elena and the baby, which Dom didn't even know about. Something clever like that. So she goes digging the vault heist and it's like, oh, Hernan Reyes has a son. Interesting. And maybe Dante was never even thinking of uh, seeking revenge against Dom. Because he didn't know everything, what was going on. Because obviously he's around during that time, but maybe he didn't know names or anything. So in between 9 and 10, Cypher seeks him out and says, Look, I'll get you everything you need. Help me get my revenge against Dom. And then maybe he betrays her, has her locked up, you know, with Letty. That's one theory I have when they're at Edeon or wherever. So that seems more likely. Unless Dante, he's been planning his revenge for over a decade. You know, he can go around the world, set everything up, divide the family, and then take out Dom, do some damage. But I'm curious how much screen time Cypher and Dante are going to have together, if any. Maybe they won't reveal it until 11. Okay, Dante in Fast Five. Again, from the trailer, they can just insert him anywhere in that movie, and it works. I love it. They take the vault, and then we see him just glaring at them. Uh, the relationship with Hernan Reyes, was it competitive? Were they loving? Conversations? Or are we going we going to open the movie, go straight to the vault heist, and that's it? We don't really explore the relationship. Either way, very compelling. And, you know, all the police vehicles chasing Dom and Brian, it's like, yeah, because we didn't see inside all those vehicles. Who's driving? Passengers. We see that Dante's vehicle gets knocked into the water. He wakes up in the water. Um, How does he get out of there? Again, the cops are all tied up with this mess, but eventually they come and recover vehicles and bodies and such. Does he witness Hobbs shooting his father, killing him? Does he think that Dom did it? And I'm just curious, because at what point does he come out of the water and, you know, maybe he's holding on to the side of the bridge and then he sees Dom and Brian drive off. And what happens after that? I mean, obviously Hobbs is going to call in for some cleanup, But how does Dante get out of there? What does he see? I can't wait to see this. It's one of those things, like I said, you can just insert his character anywhere in that movie, pretty much. And it works so great. Now, in the trailer for Fast X, we're not told that Dante is uh, Hernan Ray's son. That's kind of assumed based on the footage they showed of Fast Five. But I'm wondering, maybe another misdirect, kind of like the little Brian and Jacob thing. What if Dante's related to Zizi? Because he was driving Reyes uh, during the end of Fast Five. They were in the same vehicle. So 
either way, I'm looking forward to it. Figure out what the connection is. Uh, do some history. Have some shots of them talking. Whether it's Turn On or Zizi. Because Zizi was a tough SOB. Remember, that guy almost survived everything. I mean, even when Brian shot him, it's kind of like, is he dead? <laughs> Are they sure? But I am curious if this uh, story is going to be the cliffhanger into Eleven, or is Eleven going to be its own story? Kind of like Nine, they wrapped everything up with the Project Ares and the return of Han, and even Jacob letting him go, which was interesting. I think they could have uh, continued that struggle, that brotherhood kind of rivalry, but it'll still be great to see Jacob in 10, what happens to his character. So we'll just have to wait and see. But I'd read that Lewis, I guess on the way to shooting, or he was on a plane at a certain point, and the studio had asked him to rewrite the third act which he did, but then he said that he realized, well, now I have to rewrite the second act for things to match up, and then, of course, the first act, and apparently he rewrote the entire script. And I know I've talked about this quite a bit in past episodes, recent episodes, but I'm just concerned this is his baby Now, if he directs Eleven and they're connected, I would hope that he does return. That way it can be his conclusion. He obviously knows these characters very well. Uh, He said he's a fan of the franchise. He chose Fast Five specifically. And I'm curious how it'll all play out. But the Fast Five thing, he thought, like, what if? But who was Momoa playing originally? Was he going to be a pawn of Cypher? Uh, Brie Larson, was she always an agent of Mr. Nobody? I'm just curious, because rewriting everything and then likely just changing the entire plot. But I don't know, with this one, it's like we don't need like a Project Ares or some kind of a massive weapon of destruction. Like, that's all been dealt with. Cypher lost uh, for now. You know, trying to get all the parts, all the pieces and that. With this one, it's like, I don't think we need any of that. So, uh, we do see that one device, that round thing. Kind of like how the Temple of Doom, that big boulder or whatever it is. Rolling down, taking out that bus. I'm curious what that is. But with this movie, just with Revenge alone... It's like we don't need any devices or anything. I think there's going to be so much tension. All this intense build-up. And I can't wait. And it's been reported that Meadow Walker, the daughter of Paul Walker, is going to cameo in the movie. And I think that's really sweet. I'm curious uh, what character she'll play. Maybe she'll be at the big race uh, with Dom and Dante. Looks like in Rio. But be great to see her. And hopefully she'll do an interview and talk about being on set and being asked to be in the movie. And what it means to her. Because uh, coming up on 10 years since we lost Paul. 
And something like this is just really sweet. I think he would appreciate it. And uh, yeah, with you know, with Paul coming back, um, I do think we're going to see him at the end of 11. Uh, the survivors of the Fast family, they're going to finally retire because nobody else will come after them. Um, but I wouldn't rule out Carter Verone. That's one I'd like to see return. But maybe they're saving him for something. Maybe a spin-off or something. But with Paul, I like how at the end of 9, he came to join the family at the barbecue. And that was really well done. Because like, we know it's him in the car, but we don't actually see him. And bringing Paul's character back in 10 or 11... I just, I don't know, it really depends on his family, what they think. Because, you know, using unused footage, you'd think that'd be like, oh yeah, that's fine, because he actually shot that, and they used some of that in 7. You could tell the shots in that. But, uh, yeah, I just see him at the end of 11. We're going to see, uh, like, a deep fake. You know, I'm sure they'll use his brothers again for stand-ins, but put his face on theirs. And if Dom survives all this, you know, him and Letty are going to retire. And I don't know if they're going to be next to Brian and Mia like before, but that's how I envision it. But who knows? I mean, audiences, of course, would cheer if we see... Paul's character involved in 10 he shows up or even 11 but I know fans will be divided either way but let me know what you think I'd love to hear from you well I heard about one theory that everything that's happened since I want to say the fourth movie uh, it's all been in Dom's head he's been in a coma I haven't looked too much into this but I thought it was interesting like, in the very end, they'll reveal, like, none of this stuff happened. It was all in his head. All a dream or whatever. But I think if that's how they end the franchise, it seems like it'd be disappointing because it's like, well, all this stuff, but what's the the message? Like, what's the purpose of coming up with this? Like, he wakes up and it's, what, like, 15 years earlier or... But uh, I'm ruling it out. I think Dom, he may go into a coma. I can see him being uh, ambushed on that bridge. Not even ambushed, really, but just overwhelmed because it doesn't look like he has any help when he's battling Dante and crew. I mean, it looks like they have him surrounded, so he gets beaten up, left for dead, tossed in the water, and into a coma. I don't know how he's rescued, you know, from drowning, but... So I could see him slipping into a coma, but... Then to reveal that everything's been, like, not actual, that I don't know about. That I'm ruling out. And I've read some headlines about people saying, like, well, I think Cypher's gonna team up with Dom and or, you know, other members of the Fast family... Now, that's definitely a possibility. I've talked about this before in other episodes about Cypher. Could she be redeemed? Or 
Does Dante do so much destruction? He double-crosses Cypher, maybe leaves her for dead, gets what he needs from her. And then she works, maybe not even with the Fast family, but they're all just on the same mission. Like, we need to get rid of Dante. We need to take him out. So they set aside their differences for now. Kind of like with the whole Shaw thing. But, of course, later it's revealed that Han didn't actually die. So that alone, it's like, oh, I think we're good. I mean, still, he blew up the house. So in Fate, that handshake at the end between Dom and Deckard, it's like, well, now we know watching that again. It's like, well, Han's okay, but couldn't punch him be like, that's for my house. I mean, obviously he can afford to rebuild it, but still it's like, he almost took myself and Mia out. But anyways, Cypher, who knows? I love that it's a mystery. We don't know what's going to happen in the movie. And I'm hoping with the next trailer or trailers, they don't spoil anything. Because a lot of stuff in there, it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And I wonder if they're going to incorporate Edeon into the two-part finale. Um, it sounds like Dwayne The Rock Johnson isn't going to appear in either 10 or 11. But I'm still not convinced on the whole, you know, the drama outside of the movies and that. Like the feuding and all that. So I think he's going to appear in 11. If not, if Dwayne is actually done with the entire franchise, no Hobbs and Shaw 2, think about this. Edeon, and after the events of Hobbs and Shaw, and Dante. Think about the connection there. What if Edeon is funding Dante's mission? Edeon wants Deckard and Hobbs. Dante... Um, unless he's not aware that Hobbes is the one who actually killed his father, Hernan Reyes. So that could be interesting. Kind of a twist, like we learn later on. Or heck, maybe Dante is the Edeon director. So, I guess we'll see, but... Edeon, it seems like they have a good place, a good opportunity with these last two movies. And we can figure out what's going on. Mr. Nobody, is he the director of Edeon? Because he's playing, it seems like, all sides. Okay, let's talk about a couple more theories I read about. Uh, incorporating time travel. And uh, that, I mean, space is one thing, because... That we've, you know, seen with our own eyes. Something like that happened in real life. Time travel, they say, if a little B dies, little Brian, then their next mission would be to go back and change things. Um, I don't know about that. I'm not saying it's not possible. Space thing is out of this world, but in a good way. And then also I read about uh, Deckard and Han teaming up to track down Giselle. That could be interesting. That's if they decided to go with that cut in which uh, Giselle appears. Because that was in one of the two test screenings for audiences. So maybe that's what's keeping Han from killing Deckard. 
Maybe Decker knows something. Because, you know, it all goes back to Mr. Nobody. What does he know? Because it's not that he's lied to the family. He just hasn't told them everything. Like, your buddy Han, he's alive. He's fine. Why he couldn't tell them about it, it's like, doesn't really make sense. But, hey, you got to keep your secrets. But this could be interesting, but I just don't know. It's more sad if Giselle doesn't come back. If she actually died. But, yeah, time travel, I'm not so sure about. Not saying it's not possible. But, I don't know if it really fits this franchise. And another reason Cypher may join the Fast family, or at least kind of work with them to take down Dante... What if he wants to get all the resources he needs out of her and then he leaves her for dead or she's captured along with Letty? Maybe that same area. Because we see Letty on that uh, motorbike and then, you know, she throws down her helmet or whatever and she's surrounded. So maybe her and Cypher are locked up. They fight. But then they realize... They were both betrayed or something. Whatever happened. But that could be interesting. Because Cypher, if you double cross her, it's like, sayonara. Well, it looks like Dante, he has no plans of like world domination or takeover or anything. This is just uh, all about getting revenge on Dom and family, crew, the Fast Fam. And I like it because, like, when Deckard Shaw set out to avenge Owen, he had no plans of world domination. Nothing wrong with that, but sometimes it's like one of those storylines gets kind of pushed to the side. But that was a brilliant thing when we were introduced to Cypher. You could feel her rage. She wants to win, but she also wants revenge. Take over get even, make people suffer. And with Dante, it's like, this is all about revenge. Obviously, he's going to cause a lot of damage wherever they go, a lot of destruction. But I just, I love that this one, it's just all about that. Just the revenge. Now, who knows? Maybe he has plans beyond, you know, once he takes out Dom and crew. Maybe the same mindset as, you know, Jacob once had. About taking over, causing panic, mayhem, chaos. But we shall see. And Lewis addressed the Justice for Han tagline. And he said that it will be served in this movie. But now it's kind of like, well, what is Justice for Han? Obviously, the loss of Giselle. But... Justice for Han originally implied like, well, Dom's going to get revenge for Han's death. But he's back. And what did Deckard know? Because in 9, when Han's kind of explaining how he survived, uh, he talks about Mr. Nobody, talking about a rogue agent. So we used it as cover. Was Deckard in on it? Did he know about it? Like, what is going on? So the whole justice thing, it's like, well, is it more justice for Giselle? For her death? If she's actually gone? Or will Han and Deckard team up, which it looks like, 
to survive and patch things up. Because obviously Han's not dead. But I'm really curious, what did Lewis write versus what Justin Lin wrote? Because Lin teased it at the end of Nine, like I talked about earlier, with that credit scene, Han showing up at Deckard's place, and it's like, oh snap, what's going to happen? But if uh, Lewis changed that, because it's that in the timeline, this movie takes place a few years after Nine, Obviously, these guys didn't kill each other. It's a few years later. So that first meeting, it's like, what happened? Be sure to check out my Fast and Furious Fanatic website. I'll have a link for you in the description. Or just go to type in fastfuriousfanatic.weebly.com I have a Han Survival Full screenplay that I wrote along with uh, Giselle Research and that has ties to Edeon and my idea with Hernan Reyes so I thought it was cool it's like oh this movie ties to him as well but the Han survival I watched Tokyo Drift and I found a spot where I could swap him out with the hologram and it's the best I could come up with but it's more of like a complete magic trick but explained, you know. So be sure and check those out. Um, I'm still working on my scene, my opening scene for 10. But now that I've seen the trailer, I don't think I'm going to change any of it because it's almost done. But uh, I'm very proud of it, and I'll be sharing that soon. Uh, there are a bunch of other screenplays. Uh, Once We Lost Paul, the writer in me came out like never before. I wrote like four kind of alternate uh, send-offs for his character. So be sure to check those out. And I made the site mobile-friendly, so it's easier to navigate everything. But yeah, check those out. Let me know what you think. You can leave comments on the pages. Send me a voice message on Anchor. Leave a comment elsewhere. Hit me up on social media. But check those out. I do appreciate it. Last night, I was watching a clip from Fast Five. And because uh, I was doing a little more investigation on Hernan Reyes, if there's anything else we can pull from that movie. And then I thought, what about Vince? Now, I'm 99.9% sure that he's dead. Because we pretty much saw him die, saw him on the table. But then I thought about it. I was like, well, remember, he kind of worked for Reyes. He was trying to get that chip back to him. And kind of betrayed the family in doing so. So I thought, what if they could kind of use Vince in 10, or even 11 if this story carries through into that movie. He must have known some of their operations, how they worked, all that stuff. Obviously things are a mess after the vault heist and a lot of cops dead and such. But what if he told his wife? I'm sure he'd come home and, you know, he wasn't the brightest guy. But you could rely on him. And what if he told her some stuff and it ends up helping Dom? I think that could be a clever way for Dom to eventually get the upper hand, even slightly. Okay, here's why I think we have to see Brian in Fast 10 
and or 11. So we know that FastX connects directly to Fast5, the events of that. Dom wasn't alone. Obviously, in the trailer, we see that Dante kind of separates the family. They all get in trouble, and they all lose, it looks like. But remember, it was Toretto and O'Connor leading the charge in five. Reyes knew of them. So this could also be a clever way for them to use Paul's character again, whether it's unused footage, deepfake, CGI... Because they have to address it somehow. He's retired, he's out of the game, but in this case, it's not really his choice. And, I mean, theaters will go wild if we see Paul's character. And, I don't know, you know, because you don't want to upset people, but at the same time, this story really involves him as well. We know that Mia's in the movie, obviously little Brian. Maybe we can see Jack and Olivia, Brian and Mia's kids. And uh, I think we're going to see him. Or Dante will have a reason for not going after Brian. But Toretto and O'Connor, like Reyes, he knew of those names specifically. He met them, you remember, at the towards the beginning of the movie. So... I mean, there are other clever ways you can do the story, but that's how I see it happening. So let me know what you think. Uh, another addition to Fast 11, you know, like I said, I think that Han and Decker, they're going to recruit everybody, get the team together. Uh, we got to see Hector again. Give him a, a nice role in this movie. Because they'll approach him, he'll be like, what's up? And they'll race. And then they'll mention they're going to go rescue Dom. And he's like, oh, Toretto? Why don't you just say so? <laughs> Something like that. But the cameo in 7, it was kind of like Sean's cameo. It's like, come on, you got to give us more. Don't give me a little bite of cereal. You know, give me the whole box. Come on. So I'd love to see him back. Well, I watched the infamous spoiler alert from No Time to Die, uh, James Bond death scene. And it hit me different this time because... I could see Fast 11 ending like that. Dom sacrificing himself to save everyone. And Letty saying something similar to uh, Madeline. Like, there's no one left to come after us. It's over. We could be free. But Dom being in a position where he just can't escape. There's no time to die. (laughs) But uh, in this case... It's just one theory, one idea I had. Not exactly the same circumstances, of course, but something that just really hits you, you know? It's hard to watch, and it's kind of like, oh, wow, this is how it all ends. But let me know what you think. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. Check out past episodes, uh, recent ones. You know, we've been talking about 10, speculating, because, yeah, we haven't, you know, we just got the first trailer So uh, a lot of stuff to go over. And uh, subscribe, follow, like, share. Stay tuned for new episodes. Uh, I love making these. And uh, again, links in the description. Other places you can listen to the podcast. So I appreciate it. Love to hear from you. We'll see you next time. 
ride or die.